taking the online course right now. Just to show you guys I'm not bald. I'm here. Full head of hair. You know why I wear hats the most in class? Why? Because of the headset. It fits better with the oh, hat. Yeah, yeah. I got like a narrow head so it doesn't fit. Yeah. When I, my, my, like the I headset. can never wear it with, with this. Yeah. It, it has to go like up here yeah. or else it's down here. Yeah. So it's just... And when I do the Ash catch him, right before he catches the Pokemon, throws it back. <laughs> Then the headset fits even best, yeah. So, right, let's get rolling. Um, so I suppose we'll introduce it. So, uh, brand new little podcast, live uh, YouTube video series, Facebook, Instagram, every platform. Um, it's called Boxing Talk. It's gonna be hosted by me, Kerry Christie. I'm my very first guest ever. Josh Bowen, he's wrecking the place. He's <laughs> wrecking the place. Everything's falling off. What's going on, B&B fam? Welcome to our little show. I'm honored to be your first guest on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Yes. Um, very stoked. I love uh, the studio. It's cool, right? The studio's dope. I wanted to, I, I booked this really expensive studio. Yeah. I wanted it to look really dingy. Like, yeah. You know, so yeah. I put a lot of time and effort into it. Really? These are all props, right? Yeah, yeah. Fake lockers, mine. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, basically every Friday or every couple Fridays, um, Gonna be talking to Cedric. Shut up, Cedric! <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be talking to all different trainers that we have here. I love you. Getting their backstories. Everyone has a really cool backstory. Love you, Sid. Um, and basically, you can ask us anything you like. Anything to do with boxing, form, technique, training, fitness in general, like life, anything at all. Um, we're brilliant life coaches. Yes, we're yeah. life coaches. Hair stylists. You, know, you just cool. Trainers are uh, cheaper therapists. Yes. You get fit and you get to unload the shit. Yes. Like, so. Not taking away business from, no. from Jen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one person in LA. So, um, trainers. We're going to get right into who is Josh and his, his backstory. Because it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like how you came to where you are right now. Yes. So I believe everything happens for a reason. A lot of people don't believe that. Uh, if you don't believe in everything happens for a reason, that's because things in your life haven't like happened the way it has in mind you know yeah. and that's cool but i believe everything happens for a reason even, I was, the, even the bad things happen for even the bad things happen for a reason i'm just a kid in miami um i was fighting for american top team back in 07 so it was a long time ago i'm young i just turned 30 but um i've been in the mma game since when it was like underground back in the kimball slice days if any of you remember that uh, recipes, Kimball Slice. Slice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the backyard. Well, people don't know while, while they were doing the backyard fighting down there in Pancreation, they would do backyard jujitsu matches as well. I was a part of those. I was young. Uh, I did a bunch of uh, fights in Miami with uh, big fighters now, like um, George Masvidal, um, uh, Bruce Leroy. A lot of you know, a couple guys came out of Miami. I used to do all the jujitsu tournaments with them, and used to be smashing people up, and then. Um, <laughs> Yeah, cause the only reason I was fighting was because I wrestled in high school. And then once I finished high school, I was going to go wrestle in college. And I was going to go to Chicago, but it was too cold. I was going to go to the Navy. And then my coach talked me out of going to the Navy. Um, I just wanted to do something like badass. When I was in wrestling, you just used to doing all these crazy things. I just wanted to keep doing crazy things and keep pushing my body to the limit. Yeah, yeah. So, total uh, Navy stuff. Like total that. Navy stuff. Yeah. I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> I was in it to win it. And then... 
I was like, fuck it. So there's this boxing gym called Knockout Boxing, which I actually wear those sweatpants. I wear these sweatpants to say knockout on the butt. People always give me shit about it. <laughs> it's from that gym. So uh, it, it was dope. Like 15 year old girls were at these Yeah, it, they were girl pants. I was like, yeah. I want those. They're like, those are women's. I'm like, I know. I'm down. So anyway, so Knockout Boxing, it was a really cool gym. It was a gym on top of an ice arena. So the, the cold air from the ice arena would would um, keep it cool. Yeah. There's no AC. So it was on top of an ice arena. It was really dope. It had both views of the ice rink from the side. And then, yeah, it was always empty. And one of the guys at the front desk was just like a nice coach. And he helped me learn my boxing. And then I saw this guy wearing little tight shorts. And he was like on the ground with another guy. And I was very confused by it. Because it looked like wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So one day I go up to the guy. I go, hey, what is that? What are you doing? And he's like... Uh, I do MMA. I'm like, what is that? He's like, um, you know those people that fight in the cage on pay-per-view? And this was 06, so this was, nobody knew what the fuck, like, um, pride was going on. I was like, yeah. the only stuff. <coughs> so, he's like, yeah, you know those people that fight in the cage on pay-per-view? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, that's what this is. And I go, that's fucking crazy. I want to do that. So that's how I met my <laughs> MMA coach, uh, crew Dave Gomez. He's still down there in Miami. And uh, he's pretty big in the Muay Thai scene down there. And I just got into MMA and... And it's not like amateur fights now. Like I was doing well, boxing amateur fights. I was doing kickboxing, jujitsu. Yeah. And Miami's pretty small, contrary to, to what people think. And um, it's not how it is now where it's like, it's a, I have an amateur fight next month, guys. Promoters and promotions and you bring your family. Yeah, and it's yeah. once a month. No, there was an amateur fight every single weekend. Yeah. Or every other weekend. So in every two weeks, I had a fight. And that's just how it was. And you get there. And they match you up with a guy your weight, but it was sanctioned. It was, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah, properly yeah. done. There was a doctor. It wasn't that like that. Kind of sounds like amateur boxing back home. It's like we're like, all right, we're going down to Plumden tonight. Yeah. Like that's a boxing club. Like you just get there, you get weighed in, matched up, fight. Mm-hmm. And that's like weekly. Yeah, you just yeah. fight. There's no, no announcements. Yeah, no announcements. No walks. My mom saw <laughs> me fight like once. Yeah. Like there's no none of that. And the pro scene's the same. So once you get to the pro scene. That one's like more of like once a once a month, which is still now people fight every couple months. Yeah. That one's yeah. still like once a month, like in the, you know, I only had uh, three fights uh, under American Top Team, and then well, one under American Top Team, two under FFA, and then um, yeah, and then so anyways, I was I had my bags packed to go to uh, Thailand, not my bags packed, but I was ready to go to Thailand. Like this was like April, I forgot what year I moved here. This was in April. In January, there's an opportunity to come out here for an acting gig. Right, which is a shot in the dark, but I was doing that in theater. I was going to, you know, you only fight because that's the only thing you're good at, you know, and that's the only way, that's the only thing I was good at. I was terrible at school, horrible. So I was doing like marketing, which I actually kind of liked in college, but I was also doing theater on the side, kind of like hidden, because it's like what I like to do for fun. And I came out here for an opportunity, like in January. I was like, let's see how it goes. Why not chase the, chase the dream? Yeah. So I came out here, it went well, I got an agent, I got a manager, and they're like, we need you to move here in two weeks. So instead of going to Thailand, I went back home, packed my stuff, moved here in two weeks. And then yeah. I've been here ever since. And then... What year was that? January? I've been here eight years. And I'm very bad at math. So I'm assuming 10? <laughs> 2010. Yeah, yeah, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, you know, doing the acting thing and, and still training MMA, but not really like fighting anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, you kind of just like meet people that are kind of like, hey, do you teach privates? And I'm like, yeah, because I was like, I was in the class, but you could tell I was pretty like, I knew what I was doing. And then, um, so I just, you got a class of uh, client here, a client there. 
and then I just went to a boxing gym. I might as well actually start learning how to actually work in a in a in a in like group classes. So I was at Prevail, the old gym I was yeah. at, which is another boxing fitness gym. And then I kind of like just reached the level there where I had to go somewhere else. And then I came here by chance. It just kind of fell into like I was in the area and I was kind of like, you know what? Let me go ask. Let me go see if they're hiring. So I came up here, met Glenn. Just kind of like met me, assessed me really quick, and was like, this is the way the gym works. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I was like, am I hired? Yeah. And yeah. then before you know it, I'm working here. That's cool. In a nutshell. That's like, you got in right before we actually made a hiring process. Yeah, right? Like, you were like, you got hands? Mitz? Like, yeah. quick, quick just, look. Yeah, he's got hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just walked in wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Like, I was yeah. totally not ready for it. I remember the first know. time you came in the gym, uh, and you're like, oh, that's one of the new guys, Josh. And you were like, Clean cut, clean cut, like right. ten and two. Yeah. Uh, obviously, for acting, you had to look a certain way. Yeah, big time. Then, like within six months here, like beard, long hair, like, <laughs> primal, all this stuff. It's funny. It's like <coughs> a, a transition. I'm always, always evolving. Yeah. Always changing my look. It's a good look you got right now. Thank you. Beard Thank you. I'm like in the middle now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you went beard and hair. I call it pretty primal. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty boy primal. Pre, pre, boy pre, band primal. Pre, boy band primal. There you go. So um, so that's led you to to where you are right now. Yeah. And now um, it's been two years, right? Two yeah, years almost now. two years. Yeah. That's nuts. That's crazy. I'm here almost three years. Really? Well, I yeah. have a whole other. You like, had that whole long story. Yeah, like ten years. It's a whole other podcast like that. Yeah. Yeah. But when I moved out officially, and uh, that was in May 2015, so it's been three years. Dope. Um, right then, so then a lot of people were asking questions. Thanks for your questions, guys. Keep them coming in if you have any uh, for Josh uh, or myself. Um, how do you feel life after competition is? Uh, it, the hardest thing about it is watching people that you used to train with in the UFC, for example. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. people who I used to like smash at tournaments are now in the UFC, and I watch it, and I'm kind of like, uh but I, I try to live with no regrets, and yeah. Um, and yeah, so I just watch it, and just, it kind of sucks, but I knew my potential, so there's a lot of people that have like egos, a lot of people that live in the past, like you see that a lot, especially <laughs> in this business. You'll see people who used to be pro fighters, they weren't even like good pro fighters. Um, not to be cocky, but I only lost one, so I was actually pretty legit. Yeah, I, I was yeah, pretty yeah. legit, and I only we lost see, like an amateur like, fight. We used to do the Friday meetings, yeah. and you and she would end up on the floor, like, yeah. rumbling. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason I lost that fight was because the guy was 20 pounds heavier than me, but I had him beat, right? Yeah. And we stood up, and I was dead tired. I was gassed. He was 20 pounds. I literally had him in a leg lock, and I was tr- they're like, break his leg, and I couldn't break his leg. I'll never forget, the guy's name was Boomer. Yeah. And I was trying to snap his leg, and I couldn't snap his legs. I was, I was, I was like a kid. This guy was like an adult. You know, he and was he like, he was like, tw- he was like thirty. Like yeah, he was an older yeah. dude. And then I uh, couldn't break his leg. We stopped. I was gassed out. And guess what? It was a tie. So we had to have an extra, extra round. Yeah. And I was gassed, gassed, gassed. And I was fucking done. Once you lose your lungs. Yeah. And that was like at the very beginning of when I first started doing it. So it was a good learning experience. I knew to never fight somebody who's twenty pounds heavier than me. Even though I thought I won already, yeah. trying to snap the leg, and then I had his back for a long time. I had, but you know, that's a, that's the un, that's the that's the way that's the fight game. So you don't, um, you don't feel bad, not, not bad, but you don't regret watching it and being like, shit, shit, I'm, I'm better than that guy, and he's, you know, getting paid a lot of money for 
what, five minute round times three? Yeah, but the money's still not that good. And like, it's, yeah. it's, and I knew that I would have been like a good character and I would have been somebody who like puts a lot of like, um, like, you know, I'll be like a Conor McGregor type of person. Yeah, I'd be very yeah. flashy. I would have really funny like entrance music and <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a big showman. And uh, which I'm still a fucking showman if you come to my classes. Kind of like we always used to say it. Uh, what was it, Uncle Creepy? Uncle I look like Uncle Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> when you have like you, you, you did it one day. Yeah. So I I miss I miss the you know people the fa- I guess it would have been cool to have fame and stuff like that in that route. But uh, Tony, uh, the boxer burn owner, is a big advocate of not getting hit in that head, and I agree with that. Uh, yeah. Why? You only you should only fight. That's the only skill that you you have, and that's the only thing you're good at. If you have a brain, and you have a, luckily I'm good at this. You know, I I like to think so because yeah. a lot of people that used to be a lot of people another thing too. A lot of people train with pro fighters, and they're like, oh, this person's a pro fighter. They must know what the fuck they're talking about. A lot of the time, not no. It's false, yeah. false. Yeah. So I'm actually lucky that I'm good at coaching. I just think I'm a good. Coach, whatever it's at, I like to make people better, and luckily I'm good at that. So that's what's gave me uh, this. And plus the fact that I used to act or still act and stuff like that, um, very personable, very like loud and animated, and I think that's what helps me in this career. Yeah, yeah, really does. Yeah, you need um, you need like charisma. You need a character. You almost need to be a character. Yeah. You need to like stand out. The man attention. Yeah, there's a million people in this business doing this. Yeah. You need to stand out from the rest. You know. What what's funny is like what I think makes us like we we excel here because mm-hmm. we have the history of fighting. So yeah. We know we know the sport. We know the, the logic behind training. But like you said, you were in Prevail and in other gyms. Yeah. And you watched. You like it's like an apprenticeship. Yeah. You watched how exactly classes right. run. And yeah. That's different to like organizing people and timers and all of that. Yeah. And how the classes run yeah. is like. Nothing to do with professional fighting. No, nothing to do with it at all. So we have to like meet in the middle. That's what makes us good. Is we now have smooth class runs, and we also offer. Well, I thought I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I think that's like the perfect spawn. So like, because a lot of people come in and they're ex fighters and they come in and they ask for jobs and they struggle in a class. So if you're a former fighter and you're trying to get into this, like get yourself educated. Take a course on. Um, like a course I did back home was like gym instruction, a yeah. small group class teaching, and you're in college learning how to teach a class. It doesn't matter what you're teaching them, it's about format and classes. Mm-hmm. Like that. So that's what you need to do if you're trying to get into it. Yeah, especially uh, whoever was at um, doing the level one. Yeah, yeah. What's your goals? Like, are you trying to? What What are you trying to get out of this? Like, get a job in a gym, open your own gym. Be a, be a fight trainer or be a class trainer. Yeah. I recommend everybody to like work, just work at gyms, work at different gyms and kind of see how everything's run and kind of study it and and just try to get better with all the details because people in this business, like I said, you, there's a lot of people that have egos, Yeah. old fighters, people who have never fought before, just have egos and they just think like, oh, I know what I'm talking about, I don't need to learn anything else. And no, you always got to be growing. So you should learn every the, the the more things you know about this business, every single aspect of it, the better of a trainer you become. Yeah. The more certs you have, whether you're against certs or for certs, a lot of people are against certs. I don't need that. I agree too. There's a lot of certs that I do. I'm like, I don't need it. And then I take the cert, and I'm kind of like, you know, I'm glad I took I took it because I learned yeah. things that I would have never thought about. They made you adapt as a trainer. And you learn the details, whether you need them or not. It's yeah. just good for you to know for one day someone's ever like, 
why do we need this? You're like, oh, because of this, this, this. The anchor point needs to be centered. And you're like, yeah, and they're like, yeah. okay, damn, you do know what the fuck you're making me do. Yeah. You know, just have that just so you can, you just got to know everything about everything, pretty much, you know? Definitely. I'm going to, you're going to take Steven's course. I'm actually doing another cert that weekend. What are you Animal, animal flow. Cool. I'm taking an animal flow uh, yeah. cert. So, Star Steve, I saw the same day and I was like, <laughs> dang. That's kind of our next subject is everyone in the gym, like members and trainers, you're our in house primal on it expert. And to do with ropes, <laughs> bells, maces, functional clubs, training, you name it. Ninja sticks, whatever they're called. Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> crawling on the ground with your fingertips. I'm great at crawling on the ground yeah. for sure. If anyone has any uh, questions or wants to know more, Shoot us a little comment now and we'll read them out in the end. Be reading, we got so much to watch here. What oh, Steve, Stephen Kane just signed in. Let's check, you check yours, I'll check oh, mine. Oh, we got the boys at Head On Boxing Academy over there. Look at them. Oh, they're back in. Back in Ireland, yeah. Jason Tam, one of my clients. Johnny Boy, Johnny Boy Story. Hi, Stephen. There's a good question here, actually. Chase, good question, what's the question? Yeah, uh, so my client, Jason, I don't know if you've ever seen him on Sundays. Jason Tam, yeah. Yeah, for Big sure. Big guy, full of just pure muscle. Yes, yeah, nice as Punches guy. Punches my arms into the last week every time I'm catching. Yeah. Um, keeps me strong, man. He says, would either of us ever do uh, an MMA or a boxing fight? Would you compete? No. <laughs> because I'll never fight again. Because if I'm going to do something, yeah. I need to do it 100%. Yeah. Right? But not only that, with age, I'm 30 now. Like, I'm still young and I, I could do it. I could for sure do it. But my mentality has changed in life. Yeah, yeah. Back then, like I was saying, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. I wanted to do all these crazy things because I was just like a young kid and just was used to doing crazy things in wrestling because I came from a really good wrestling school and we traveled. and So I wasn't just like a regular wrestler. I was a really good uh, high-level wrestling team. And then, so I just wanted to keep doing crazy stuff. Now, I'm not at that point in my life. I think about the things that I've done yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? How can I do those things? Like, I can't believe, like, one thing is, for example, here we have the air bikes. You guys don't know, you know, the air bikes or whatever yeah, you do? We used to put those bikes in hotel rooms. We'll have, like, two or three of those in a hotel room and just have full sweats on, heater on, music blasting, and just be in there for two or three hours. I can't imagine having sweats in a room with a heater on alone, let alone being on the bike yeah, yeah, with yeah. two other bikes and you're just sweating and talking. It's a whole different, if you're, if you're in the fight game, your mentality is completely different and I'm just, my, I don't have that mindset. Yeah. So because I don't have that mindset, I won't have the edge that, that even though I have more skill, or let's say I have more skill, yeah, whatever, fire that person's gonna have that fire. Yeah. And I would, I, why am I gonna do it if I don't have that fire for it? You know what I'm saying? It's funny you say that, right? Because through the day, I, I was on this mat, I, I don't go on the story much, but I was like yapping away. And it was Monday, and I was like feeling really energetic. So I was in Brentwood, and I ran home. Now, I don't enjoy running yeah. from that, yeah. that door. Yeah. But I was like, ooh, there's something in me telling me I'm going to run. So I was like, right, Forrest, come on, let's do it. So I ran home and I was like, hating it. And I, I made me remember, I used to get up at like 6 a.m. every morning. Yeah. My mom would like make me a coffee and I'd like drink this black coffee. Then put on like rain gear. It'd be lashing outside. It's dark. It's, it's Ireland, so it's cold, dark, rainy. And I'd get up and I'd run. I'd, like I had to do like three mile minimum. So I'd yeah. get up and run three miles every morning, like at least four or five days a week, just to stay like, stay in shape, stay yeah. ready, stay fit, 
stay on top if I ever, like, you know, fight came up or whatever. And, like, now I'm like, I used to actually, when I was running, visualize Santa Monica because I'd seen and had a taste for it. So yeah. Visualizing running on the beach, the sunshine, and shorts. And, like, now, that's like my second run since I've lived here. I like, I, now I have the sunshine, I have the sun, I have the sand, I have the beach. Nope. I don't need to, nope. and I don't want to. No. You used to. Like, you want to do that because you want it to get better and you want it to fight, you want it to win. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I just don't have any of that fucking yeah. drive. There's none of I that. I think I also enjoy, like, you know, Monday to Friday, I'm in here, I'm training, the clients training, like, myself. So I'll eat, like, I'll be mindful about what I'm eating. But see, tonight, like, I have reservations to get steak. So I have a brownie in the fridge. I'm like, fine, I'm like, going to go wild and see whatever I want. Yeah. Because, you know, it doesn't, yeah. I don't have to step on the scales. Yeah. Yeah. That freedom. Now my, my fire is in a different place right now. My fire used to be in fighting and wanted to be the best at fighting. Now yeah. my fire is in fitness and wanted to be a better fitness trainer. So that's why I'm doing certifications. I'm always yeah. on, I hate Instagram, contrary to popular belief. I hate it. <laughs> I hate Instagram. I hate being on my phone. I get headaches from being on my phone so much. But all I'm doing is watching other coaches, other trainers, other... Uh, fitness experts, fitness professionals, looking at their moves, looking at their workouts. Yeah. Why are they yeah. doing that? Reading an article. Well, Instagram is only like I know what you're saying, but it's not like I wouldn't be like, oh, that's a bad thing you're doing because. Yeah. When we were like a couple of years ago, I'd be on YouTube. I'm like, how does he do that? Like, yeah, yeah correct. YouTube it. So Instagram's just an easier yeah. way to YouTube. Yeah. Because it, it's quicker because our yeah. attention spans yeah. are like this now, so we and have you to can interact faster. And yeah, I don't know, there's less like information is like boom, here you go, yeah. rather than a big 10 minute video. Yeah. You see. yeah, if you're here's a big tip if you guys are in the fitness and the, the, if you're a fitness professional, no matter what it is, um, whether you're a PT or a boxing coach or whatever, if you're not sick of being on your phone or being on YouTube from like watching videos, then you're not doing enough. <laughs> like I think you have to be sick and tired of watching videos in order for you just to be doing enough. Yeah, if you want to be successful, yeah. unless you're bored with unless you're born with like eight pack abs from eating whatever the hell you want, <laughs> and you just have a good look and somehow you like blow up naturally. Yeah. It's the only way. It's like it's like we say, always learn. Like always take courses, always do this. Like, you learn, you learn from seeing other stuff in the gym. You learn from Instagram. Like you learn from courses. Yeah. It's all, it's all learning. Yeah. You never know everything. I got one thing that I want to give to the people out there. Guys, please, this business, there's a lot of people in this business, right? Yeah. There's a lot of, there's everybody that does everything. Please don't be naive to who your trainer is. L make sure that they know what they're talking about. Don't go based off their appearance. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. I know some good trainers that, like, there's this guy that I follow. He doesn't show his face on any of the videos of him training people because he's like, you know, this tall and like not in shape. But he knows what the hell he's talking about because he's yeah. gone to school and done his stuff. And I don't know, my, I know a couple of his shirts, but he knows his stuff. That goes to show how shallow this business is. He doesn't even show yeah. his face here's, at all. Here's something to add on that, right? So every boxer, even like every fighter can, can agree with this. You're so used to being like on like weight cuts and whatever yeah. that when all of a sudden you've no competition yeah you go a little bit wild so yeah. like last year i was a lot heavier tony jeffries was a lot heavier yeah now you walk in and see tony <laughs> jeffries last year yeah not in shape right he's in amazing shape now but 
You can be like, oh, he doesn't know a thing. Look, he's not even in shape. Yeah. The guy's an Olympian, undefeated pro, yeah. gym owner, number one gym. So, like, like you said, right, the guy with abs, nine out of ten, when you see, like, um, like bodybuilding people, yeah. they've gone to a coach who fine tunes their diet. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Now, they do learn a lot by doing it. I learn yeah, a lot. Yeah, for sure, doing 100%. It. But they don't have credentials just because they have yes. when you're a fighter you learn that looks don't mean shit no like, looks don't mean nothing and, and it's it's funny I learned that based off wrestling alone because like some guys that were good were like skinny but even in fighting I've gone against some huge monsters yeah. and they so there's this guy actually there's this guy when I was in wrestling in high school he was a couple grades higher than me his name was the Hulk that was literally his name we yeah. knew him all over Miami County over Dade County as the Hulk he was just Tossing people in wrestling matches. He was massive for sure, juiced up, short, 12 abs, like not even eight, 12 fucking abs, like crazy. His name is The Hulk, think about it. Yeah. I saw this guy at a jiu-jitsu tournament one year in like the semifinals, and I go, oh my God, I'm going against The Fucking Hulk. I remember this guy from wrestling in high school, tossing people out of the rings. Long story short, beat the guy, and uh, this was in, with the gi on. I wasn't even good at the gi. Yeah. I took second. I took uh, gold and uh, no gi, and then I, I remember I took second in gi. And anyways, I beat this guy who was like I knew him as a scary older guy than me, better at wrestling than me and stuff like that. And I beat him in jujitsu. Nicest freaking guy in the world though. Afterwards, he's like Mike Tyson. He's like, thank you so much. It was so nice. It was a pleasure to wrestle Final. with you. Final. <laughs> Nicest guy in the world. And then, uh, but yeah, it goes to show you looks don't mean nothing nah. if you have more skill and talent. Yeah, definitely. It's all about the skill set. Yes. And your knowledge. So don't train with a pretty model guy. I mean, do it if he knows what he's talking about, you know. But like, test him, ask questions. If, if you ask him a question, like, hey, what muscle group is working on? Yeah. I want it to build power, not endurance. Yes. Two, two yes. very different ways of training. Two very different so, ways. So, like, ways. ask questions because you're investing good money mm -hmm. in your trainers. So, um. Unless you just want to look at them, then that's understandable, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, we've seen those too. <laughs> we've seen them, we've seen that a lot. So, uh, a couple of people left a few comments, right? So, Ooh. good questions earlier. Okay. Um, Shark, Sharknado. Sharknado. Has, okay. uh, is there a fighter or athlete that was a role model for you in your competitive career? Ooh, yes. Uh, Spinal. I got two. <laughs> I got two. Um, I used to, since I was, you know, I was a little kid when the MMA thing was blowing up and I was like I was always like the smallest kid um, I was you know training with guys like Tiago Silva Tiago Alves who were you know in, in the UFC they were bigger than me you know they were my co I didn't spar against them but I would train with people like that yeah. and uh, so when I was younger was BJ Penn was my idol because I wasn't I never had like natural abs Yeah. and BJ Penn was just looked like a regular guy but he was yeah, the prodigy yeah. so they used to call me the prodigy I used to love BJ Penn because he was never the guy with the ripped abs. He used to, you know, he would beat fighters that were like shredded, huge. Yeah. And he used to use technique because he was more technical than everybody. So definitely BJ Penn was my number one idol in, in, in fighting. And then, of course, it was um, Matt Hughes. So Matt Hughes was a wrestler. I was a wrestler. Yeah. And I actually went to the Pat Militich camp for any of you out there which I'm sure there's none of you. This is way, you know, this is a long time ago. The Pat Militich camp was like the prime like UFC training place back in the day for like the for Matt Hughes and like all the wrestlers that were like just getting into it. Yeah. Uh, so it was like the top. It was like the you know the American top team back then before American top team. And I went to a camp with my my coach took me, 
And uh, yeah, I would see all these. So, so I would see all these fighters, like old school wrestler fighters, and and that came out of there. And people were like, you know, in the early UFC days. So that was like, so it was Matt Hughes, BJ Penn, two top two guys. Yeah, mine were uh, in the gym in in Celtic. Celtic Water, no, I said Celtic. Never said Celtic. <laughs> Celtic Water Gym in, in Dublin. Um, we have one of our fighters, he still fights now, his name's Stephen Ormond. He's like, I know everyone says he's about there like friends. The most underrated fighter, like, never gets... A shot? Yeah, like, all his fights get pulled. Like, Irish guys don't get promoted well. Um, and he got, like, he's been let down a lot, but he's had some great fights, like Derry Matthews, Terry Flanagan. Some big fights. Um, I always used to struggle with footwork. I used to just like watch him training with Pascal. I just be watching his feet, like, you know, standing like his feet were amazing. So like I used to just like he was my like you know Shark's question was he was your role model like you know you wanted to have feet like him or something like that. Yeah, you. like he was. I I I found like kind of like what you were saying like people in your area like that you want to like everyone wants to like everyone has like Muhammad Ali on their wall or like yeah for sure all these famous guys but. I wanted this guy's feet. <laughs> yeah. I wanted his feet. I bought the same boots as him. Yeah. So I was happy with him. <laughs> but, yeah. Almost there. As well though, a role model, um, Tom McGregor, like before he hit the UFC, he also used to come up to Celtic Warriors, do some sparring with us. But he like used to come in with the most amazing mindset. Yeah. Which you've all seen by now. Like it's, yeah. He's like a superstar now. But um, his mindset really helped me like in how I came to America. So he was a huge role model as well. Yeah. Now, not so much. Not so much. But like me, I was a big Conor McGregor fan before people knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. And I was true. raving about him. All my friends in Miami can vouch for me that I've known about him for years. Even though sometimes now I root against him. Yeah. Like, uh, like as an atheist, I'm a realist. I like I knew he used his mouth to get to the top, and that was great. But I knew that he was never like invincible. You know what I'm saying? Like. Someone like GSP or whatever towards the end of his career, not, not, not now, but right when he was a champion, I knew that there was nobody that could beat him. Yeah. Nobody was better GSP standing up, nobody had better takedowns than him, no one had better ground game. So I knew GSP was like untouchable. Yeah. Conor McGregor has no ground game, so I knew, I always knew if he went against a good wrestler or somebody, it'd be, he, he was beatable. So people would like think like, oh, you're against Conor McGregor because you don't go for him every time. I'm like, no, I just know he's... I was just being a realist. I'm just, I'm just being a realist, but I was yeah. an OG Conor McGregor fan, yeah. and still love him for what he's done. Because I feel like, yeah. I feel like I would have been him. Because yeah. I'm like that. I've always been like that. Yeah, I can you know? see that, like in your, your like personality. Yeah. yeah. Not as cocky, but I'd be super. I'd be more flashier than Conor McGregor. Yeah. I come out with a funny ass. Um, I come out to like Pat Benatar, like something like you know, like we we belong and shit like that with like. Rick Flair with like a thing and like yeah, I want like Rick fireworks Flair. and like you know I think it would be funny. Yeah, you'd be funny like that. Like you, Prince Hasim. You Haseem. get into the gym sometimes with that. Like you just walk in. Like headband and hair. Headband and hair, pink yeah. socks. Yeah, I like yeah. I still like. I still, I still a big fan of McGregor. And yeah. He does a lot. Yeah, he does talk a lot, but he does a lot. He did a lot, and he did a lot for the sport too. He's, He's done a lot for like like the community in Ireland. Oh, good. Like a lot of local hospitals back home. And for me personally, he helped me out with like a, he gave me like a recommendation in my like visa application. Wow, He recommended awesome. me as a trainer. Um, so he's, he's like, I, I, I still love him. Like, he, I think he's great, but I, I don't like, 
I just put them on Instagram. I'm like, I don't want to see your watch again. <laughs> I don't want to see your watch. I want to see your Gucci shoes again. Yeah, I agree. Well, like you know, good for him. He's made something out of nothing. Yeah, he yeah. made it. He made it work. Um. Okay, so Joe Buckner, question: What's the toughest part of transition from fighter to coach, or is there? Because it seems to really like life after. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy, man. Just no. Hang them up and away you go. Uh, the hardest, the hardest part was uh, when I so when I first moved here, I wanted to to uh, keep fighting at gyms and I wanted to spar, yeah. but my manager wouldn't let me mess up my face. Yeah, because you were so, so clean. Yeah, so I was super clean. I didn't want me to mess up my face for acting. So I guess like now I wasn't in the fitness world yet. Yeah. But um, but then I met Guy Ritchie. Really? I met Guy Ritchie, the, cool? the, the director yeah, yeah, the, yeah. from Snatch, who's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Cool? He's really cool, and I was just doing jiu-jitsu with him. He's come to my old jiu-jitsu gym, and I'm very like, even though I'm an actor, I'm very, I'm not a fanboy. Like, I'll be freaking out inside, but I'll never, I don't like to ask people for pictures. I just like, I just love being in the presence of the person, so I like, that for me is good enough. I don't need a picture to like tell everybody a letter if you know that about Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Plus he was trying to be, you know, he wasn't trying to block what he was training at. Yeah. So we'd always do jujitsu and I just, we'd barely talk and but he, and then one day like I, he would start coming all the time, he would say my name and I'd be like in my head freaking out like Guy Ritchie knows my name. <laughs> and then one day it was just me and him sitting down after just rolling around and we're sweating and we're just there, just me and him. And I'm like, ah, eh, here's my chance, you know? And I go, hey, uh, you mind if I ask you a question? He's like, of course, man, whatever you want. You know? I'm like, so I just moved here, I'm an actor. My manager doesn't want me to mess up my face, so that's why I'm just doing jujitsu. I wasn't doing MMA. And then he's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> he goes, fuck that shit. He goes, I wouldn't hire you unless you have a scar on your face. Yeah. He's like, I don't care if you break your nose, if you get a gash of your eye under your eye, that adds character, and I like people with character, and I wouldn't yeah, hire anybody yeah, yeah. who doesn't have character. Yeah. So after that, I still wasn't like sparring or whatever, but I got back into MMA, and I would spar, and... I was never, I'm not a big cutter, I'm not a big uh, bruiser either, uh, so I never had a problem with like messing up my face anyways, Yeah. Uh, but I think the hardest part was just like the, I would want to, I want to go harder, but since I'm a trainer now for example, I can't mess up my wrist, yeah, I can't, I don't do yeah. jujitsu like I used to because I have a really bad, I messed up my neck uh, a couple years ago doing in Muay Thai, so if I, when I do jujitsu sometimes, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I was arrested before, so sometimes I do a lot of like, you know, let's say I do a takedown or something, I like to be like really aggressive with my head and I don't have the neck that I used to have. So my neck is very weak now. So if someone sprawls or somebody does something sometimes, it's very easy to tweak my neck. Yeah. And then I'm out for like a bit and then I'm here at working and I'm too stiff. Yeah. So it messes up my life. So that's the reason why I don't train uh, as much as I used to or do more times because of injuries. I can't get hurt, you know? What do you say that? Because literally yesterday, like I can't really punch much these days. Like I've got this... Like, you know, we're so like yeah. here already, but I've got these nerves that tweak if I extend them. It's just like these little electric shocks. It's yeah. just too much weirdness. It's fine. Everything coming at me is fine. Um, so I was like, I had the gloves on. I was making a video. And I was like, oh, I'll just hit the bag. I literally threw about 50 punches maximum. Yeah. And that like was it. But um, I was doing some like power hooks to the body today. Like, and today my wrists are like, my, they're inflamed. It's, my forearms are just so tight. That, that sort of impact boxing, like today, these feel like they could break at any minute. So I'm like, yeah. okay, no, I'm, I'm not hitting the bags because I'd rather do my job and like have fun with it than hit the bags and not enjoy work. Like, yeah. I don't need to hit the bags. You're so. gonna be uncomfortable, yeah. yeah, it's like, 
it's you. Here's you a different point in your life. Here, yeah. Different point in your life. Yeah, I don't need to be. You're not into that. You can do other stuff. Yeah. Correct. So it's like, don't do it because it doesn't help your game today. Yeah. I miss it. Though. And then the, so I think the hardest thing to really, the hardest thing is to uh, transition from being a fighter to to being a, a, a you know a fight coach. Yeah. Is to ego. You can't have ego. You gotta. I mean, let it like internally fuel you. But you literally gotta let it go because the most annoying thing, especially in this business, is somebody who used to be a pro fighter who all they talk about is when they used to be a pro fighter. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, I was a pro fighter, I'm a pro fighter, I'm a pro fighter. I never mention it, I never talk about it. It's in the past. Um, and just let it go, dude. Let it go. This is your new future. Be good at this. Don't live in the past because I promise you, you'll never get ahead in this business. If you keep living in the oh, I used to be a fighter, even yeah. if you weren't even like a big fighter or something, you know. I agree with that. I, I try to kind of adapt that mentality. Yeah. People ask now again, but yeah. Um, like I was really good at what I did, but now I'm also really good at what I do now. I'm a better trainer than I was a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's like I know how a punch or you know certain combos and defenses should look and feel. Mm-hmm. So when I try to do them, my my mechanics just aren't there. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sharp enough, I'm not fit enough, I'm not, I haven't got the power, I haven't got the strength. Whereas, you know, you're my client, will say, like, you have all these skills, and I know how to tell you how to put them in place. Yeah. And then you're an amazing fighter, because you've got the talent and the skill, mm-hmm. and then, like, I'm great at telling you, you know, I, I can tell you. He's a good coach, we were just yeah. born to be good coaches. Yeah, That's, yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I love it more, though, than, than, than fighting. Um, Ricky had a question which we kind of did earlier. Um, any tips for young aspiring trainers? Tips for young inspi- inspi- aspiring trainers. Our accent is kind of like. <laughs> um, tips, tips, tips. Education. Like I said, yeah. yeah, like I answered before. YouTube, Instagram. If you're not sick of YouTube and Instagram, looking at videos or studying, like, pe- find people that you like and study their movements and study. Why, just always know everything about everything. You know, every fitness. Why are you doing this? Uh, why are you doing that? Because when you're, especially when you're, uh, if you're doing, let's say, for example, like we do boxing fitness. Yeah. When you're in class, right? And people are doing something as simple as a plank, right? You'll see trainers go around and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll see train coaches, coaches, coaches not trainers, come around and I'd be like, put your shoulder blades like, Put the center of your back down. Don't grab your hands. Like people do the plank, they do this a lot. And this right here rounds your back like this. And it puts a lot of strain in your scap J, which is you're going to be, you're already like that from boxing, you know? Yeah. So people get really tight back here from boxing already. So if you do the plank, separate your hands and drop that down. Put those shoulder blades back. So that's a perfect plank. So little notes like that, I'll go and do that to somebody. After class, I don't have to be like, hey, do you want a private? I do private. I don't have to sell myself. After class, that person, if they appreciated that, they're going to come up to me like, hey, do you mind? Do you do privates? Because like, that was really helpful. And yeah, things yeah. like that. The you more see you the know, value in Yeah, it. people see the value yeah. in it. And so yeah, just be, just know everything about everything. As an aspiring, here's a tip. Like, you have to genuinely want to, like, you have to care for people. You have to care. Like, right. There's members um, in my new classes. Every class, I pull them aside at the end. So I'm like, you know, we're in the ring, we're laughing because they're doing something backwards. And, you know, I'm trying to coach them. And I'm like, right, you know, you got to rotate though. So I go to them at the end. I'm like, right, this is what I was saying. When you're blocking here or catching here, 
this is how you do it. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Now. I'm like, okay, so next time you're in, you know, let's do it right. Yeah. And I've given her five million hundred tips. Yeah. Like, I've never asked her to do it private. Yeah. She doesn't want to do it private. Mm-hmm. She likes group training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to let her. She's not going to do it private me. Let me go. Like, I genuinely care because she comes to our class. She's one of our members. She's in our family. I want her to get the best out of her workout. I want her to learn while she's here. Because she's here to learn. So it's like, if you're only in it for chasing money or, you know, chasing clients, that's the wrong way to be like. Because people, while she doesn't want to do a private ever, people see me investing time and knowledge and they're like, oh, she really knows that's different. Yeah. Comes back around. You know? The money comes with time and hard work. Don't get into this for the money. Yeah, later on the money will come. But don't just be in it for the money at the beginning because that gives you like a bad like mentality and then you end up becoming like a horrible trainer. It's going to affect you, I promise you. 100%. 100%. Uh, Tony Jeffries has a great question. Oh. You ready for this one? Mr. Yes. Tony Jeffries. Uh, Josh has developed loads as a trainer and person over the last year. What's this down to? I can tell you straight away. It's because you got to grow your beard for you. What's it down to? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You, so you think growing my beard and my hair is the reason why I got better? Well, like you said, <laughs> you you were, you were told, like, look clean, be clean, cook. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you spoke to Guy Richie and he's like, nah, fuck that. Well, no. You know the so reason? You literally, like, got to come out. No, you know? know what the reason for that was, right? Yeah. Because I was in the. Before I started here, I was also. I wasn't making enough money as a trainer, so I had two jobs. I was working in the restaurant oh, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was still working in the restaurant business, so. But I've been working in the restaurant business for 12 years. So for 12 years, and I've always worked at high level restaurants, so I've always had to have clean shaven. So kind of like Conan, the the late night talk host, uh, talk show host, once he like quit uh, late night uh, talk, yeah. he grew a huge ginger beard. Same thing, so the day that he I finished- quit late night talk? Yeah, well, when well before, back. when he came okay. back, he came okay. back, yeah. Sorry. But <laughs> after that, he had that big beard. Yeah. Cause he wasn't, so after I quit it, once I quit the fitness industry, I was like, I mean, the restaurant business. Yeah. I just let my beard grow because I've been for twelve years. I've had to have. Uh, I think that's actually face. yeah. That's I, so I that's what it was. That. I'm tired of being told what to do, and in acting too. I've always been very like told short hair, look pretty, do this, do this. Yeah. And I, I'm still acting, but I went through a rebellious phase last year. Where I was kind of like, I'm gonna have my hair long. I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want to my You're hair. Not like a tattoo that's kind of. Visible. I got a tattoo that's kind of visible, which yeah. I was been told I can't have tattoos, but now nah, I don't care. Success will come. Uh, because of my talent, so that's why. My plan is I've got so many tats that I can yeah. never play a certain role. Like a role has to literally be written for me. Yes. But it's okay because I'm gonna, you know, someone's just gonna be like, wow, someone's all gonna her be like, tats. Yeah. Yeah. I need to write a part for that girl. I need an Irish yeah. boxer. You know, there you go. an Irish tattoo boxer. There you go. Or you could even play like a tattoo artist, or something like that. You know, doesn't matter. Yeah. So always your 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 time comes. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Going back to that. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, do you want to check the comments on the, check some on comments. the B&B? Oh, I see Tony. Tony's out here. Coach of Fitness Training joined. J-Dog, the really loud boxing coach joined. <laughs> oh, what's this? I'm just saying, hey, will you read that and give an answer? Okay. Somebody has an answer. I got to find it, though. Oh, man, real man. good hey, question here. Uh, 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 uh. That... Hidden Boxing Academy say, what's up Josh, hope you're well, brother. Oh man, it's my boys. Here's a good question, um, which is, it's funny, my, I've got like a story for this one. What's up? 
So, well, there's a word. First of all, there's a word. I don't know what it is. There's a guy, though, or a girl. I can't see the picture, sorry. Um, Chase, Mill, Chase Miller. So, the question is, um, are either of your hands... Sorry, hold on. Are either of your hands suffering from any sporadic pains from years of pad work? Or if not sporadic pains, do you have any stretching limits on your hands? Uh, you know, I know you suffer from... Uh, you have a lot of pain from mitting. I used to have... When I first like moved here and not, I went from like a couple of rounds a week back home. Yeah. It's like the amount of classes, like the demand isn't as high, so you know, mm -hmm. I wasn't doing half as much as Then I went to doing like 20 odd classes a week and just taking the impact. But I had like myths that were literally two pieces of toast on the ends. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so my wrists just like, like were like one day just like, no, can't go anymore. So I used to take them, I used to have to take them like from here. To like here, like pretty much cast up my hands. Like a street fighter just character. Just for class, <laughs> dip them in chains and stuff. And um, then I don't know. I think I think over time, like I, like I said on the story the other day, I yeah, do a lot of strength training for like my arms because the stronger my muscles are, like the less my joints are taken. Um, but I invested in those air core mitts. We got them here. Since I got the air cores, Josh, I've never had a wrist since uh, I got these, yeah, I swear by these things. I'm only like fourth pair by now. Yeah. But since I use them, I don't have to tape up before any sort of pad work. I never have like wrist pain. I have wrist pain from punching yesterday. Mm -hmm. I have like tight forearms at the end of the week. But like I do this stretch here off the floor, or like that stretch. Yeah. And I'm fine. Like, you know, I've no like I wouldn't say I have any limits at all. I have never had an injury on my because of mitting. I think, I'm not yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. maybe, it's because of uh, years of jujitsu and wrestling and like having conditioned forearms. Yeah, yeah. And I also rock climb uh, in, during my free time. So I do a bunch of, I just think I have conditioned forearms. Yeah. That's probably why. So I'd probably recommend um, some yoga, some animal flow, uh, rock climb, anything that can strengthen your body and especially your wrists. And yeah. your hands, I think yoga should be good. If you do yoga, just work on a lot of mobility and stuff like that, should be good. Yeah. I really found, like, strength training. Strength training? It's just, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's made, like, my arms a lot more solid, so. Damn it, I'm trying to. Who I else? I can't find Almilai. I can't find the question. Well, was Mayweather rigged? Or 10 rounds with the pound for pound boxing champ? Not rigged. Us Irish are amazing. I'll tell you what, it wasn't rigged. I'll tell you what. I know Connor, but I don't if, know, like, but if, if you get that asked. far, you don't take, like, you're no. like, no, I'm taking his head. Well, what happened with that? Whoever saw the Connor McGregor fight, if you ever watched the fight with, um, if you, I watched the fight with obviously all my boxing friends. And uh, they were all dead silent during that entire mat, uh, fight during the beginning because Conor was winning. And yeah. people were like, oh, is Mayweather holding back? Like, uh, like Tyrell said, you don't, play, you don't play boxing. You don't play boxing. You can get caught at any second. So there's no way that Mayweather was hanging. Mayweather knew that Conor McGregor was going to get gassed out. Because yeah. you can't, he got, only had six months. That's not enough to get your cardio uh, at the boxing level 12 you know, rounds you can't, yeah you can't like it's a whole other condition man. yeah yeah had he had a year a year and a half of getting that cardio up to 12 rounds 
I will say it right now for sure. Conor McGregor would have won that fight. He would have won had he had the tank, but he gassed out, and that's and that's why Mayweather won. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Now Mayweather might come to the UFC. Hey, okay, hold on, hold on. If he gets in a cage, he's he's, he's gonna lose. He's in, gonna get his head in less than head. a round. In less than one round, he's gonna lose. And it won't even be close. It'll be quick. Yeah. I don't think Conor will waste time and giving the fans what they want. I think he'll probably just... He's going to have some fun. He's going to want to rip into him with some leg kicks or do something like that. Do you think that's going to come around? Like, do you think... Like, Mayweather, an amazing boxer, like number one boxer in the world. Yeah, yeah. Does not get hit. No. With little effort, no. does not get hit. No. But getting in the ring, like, so say, like, uh, like, like let's say I'm a technically skilled fighter, right? I know how to fight. I know how to not get hit. Yeah. I'm, I'm hit, whatever. But if if I have like a few months to learn like how to deal with someone, if someone comes out my hips and drops me on the floor, I don't have like Connor's got 10, 20 it's years of question. dealing with that. Like there's no way to get out of it. Like it happens so fast when you're on the ground. Yeah. Rumble, rumble, like tap yeah. out all that. No, Take down, no boxer is is no. is winning over. Uh, so you give Connor a year and a half, right? A year and a half. To get his cardio for boxing, and he'll be a killer in the boxing, boxing world. You can give Floyd Mayweather five years, three years of working MMA every day to get him to like a decent, okay level, if that. Do you think he's gonna go to the US? Not to the US. You know what? Uh, I think he. I think he will. I think he will for the money. And if he loses. What does he care? He's going to get money. Yeah, yeah. And it just depends how big his ego is. If he could just take a loss and be like, oh, you know, because he always has this now. Um, oh, you know what? Connor lost in boxing, so of course I'm going to lose in, in MMA. Yeah. So it's yeah. no big deal. It, they cancel and, each and other when, out. Yeah, when, when Connor was fighting, it was like, like, it was a win win. Because, okay, no one's expecting you to win. Correct. So you, have, like, you didn't lose in pride. Correct. And if anything, you prove like you've got balls and you prove like, well, you last And he did better, rounds. he did better than yeah. everybody thought. So everyone that was like, boo, was like, wow, he didn't do bad. Didn't I do thought bad. he was going to win, like, man. I thought he was going to win. So Mayweather, I'm like, right, he's going to step in the octagon, three seconds in, boom, on the ground, kind of going to like elbow him in the face, whatever. And he's going to kick If he lasts around, I'm going to be like, whoa. Yeah. Go Mayweather. Like, but he won't last around. Like that, can't That's the around. thing. Not even, here's the difference too. This is Conor McGregor going to, in the in the boxing world, and he did okay. Yeah. Floyd could come into MMA, and not even don't even put him against Conor McGregor. He could pick who he wants to fight, and he'll lose in the first round against like a low level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's crazy. That's the difference. Yeah, that's true. So that's that. But uh, but that Tony here said that never answered his question. Which one? Which one, Tony? Are you still there? If you were, you know, on time to the show, Tony. Yeah, Tony, you gotta go back. Yeah. Uh, we have, oh, 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 look at Steven's question. We a question about why Josh is developing. What's Steven's question? Oh, man. Oh, man. Controversial. Ah! Controversy. Okay, so um, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask this one. Okay. So you all know Josh is the number one mint man this side of, of town. All you side of town? The number one mint man. <laughs> As number one mint man, will you name the top three mint men in uh, yeah. Boxing Top mit, three mint men? Mint people. Mint people in Boxing Man. I'm gonna get so much shit for this. <laughs> Can I get 50 trainers? Phones bleeding right now. From, from, who, from who I have caught, like thrown for. This is not so. If I haven't done mitts with you, don't get offended. <laughs> um, without counting myself, uh, for the for 
Uh, so, so Glenn, I got Glenn, I got Tony. Which one? Tony Jeffries. Because of uh, because of the intensity, the intensity and the simplicity of it. Yes. And he does a lot of things that I've copied too. Like Tony does something that I I do. If you see me hold mitts a lot, I'll have if I'm throwing a uh, uppercut hook, I'll keep my mitts this close together. I won't yeah, do like yeah, this. Yeah. I'll literally like do this, and then after the uppercut comes right here, boom. Then I'll just pop that, boom. Yeah. So I'm keeping in the nice proximity. It's he, the same target, like. Yeah, he does. It's like when you yeah. see a one, two, like who's got yeah. two hits? You yeah. Find these things. Like, hold your mitts. Yeah. Like, pop, pop. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a bunch of people that are great at mitts, um, but I'm trying to think of who's. Who makes that third spot? Who makes that third spot? Glenn, so we got Glenn, Jay. Tony, and then I got. Ah, man. It's tough, man. It's tough. I don't know who the third person is. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's anything like, like somebody does something creative or something that I really like. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna leave it at top two. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at top two. No, you have to put a third one. I can't pick the third because yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are like I'm the same that I enjoy yeah. holding mitts with. You know, like if you want like solid, like great class mitts, it's like I'm not even gonna name you because you're here. But like you know, uh, Steven and Jack are up there. So Steven, you're you're you you and Jack like with your the way they feel good. Mm. Tyrell, I'm not even gonna not even get into that. Tyrell, I love you, but I'm not gonna get that. Trey, Trey's the best uh, pad man we got. I don't know what his mitts are, but he's the best yeah, paddle man we got. <laughs> I think Trey. Cause people Trey always, is the number one paddle man at Boxing Number one Sorry, Trey is the only paddle man. Now. The only paddle. Trey is. I've tried them. They're hard. Like, they're they're, they're fun, man. He's he makes it in class as much as people uh, give Trey shit, man. His He's teaching technique. When I was in class and I hit yeah. those paddles, I had a blast. You know what? Trey's number three. How's that? Ah, you're just doing that. Just, <laughs> cool. just get everybody pissed off. Just started a fight. Like we just started a fight. We like got heavy on our little private boxing burn trainer page. Yeah. And it, it People got, got offended because this guy. Fifty comments later, Kev had to step in and play. Yeah, but here's the thing with Trey though. <laughs> Trey, the reason I like Trey so much because that man. So he he did a, so for those of you out there that don't know, Trey, Trey's a trainer here, right? And he did a top five. His opinion. His opinion. Of the top five best mint men in this gym, right? Mind you, he didn't even put himself in it. Yeah. Because he's a humble guy, and he's we really he really knows a lot a lot about boxing. His uh his tag is Trey Bay knows boxing. He really knows about boxing, in my opinion. Uh, but um, so he's very you know open minded, and he put you know he put like it was like me, uh, I forgot what it was, but um the people who weren't in the top five flipped out and were like, oh I have the best mitts, I have the best mitts, I have the best mitts. The insecure people. No, the insecure people. <laughs> And there was a handful of people, me, you, Glenn, uh, people who didn't say anything in there, right? Yeah, we were in it, but we didn't say anything because, like I said, take your ego out of this business. That's one man's opinion. Yeah. If I wasn't in there, would I care? No, that's his opinion. Here's the thing. Does he pay my bills? Does yeah. He make, We've you know? got members and, you know, like you'll notice, all my clients have something similar about them. All your clients something similar. All Terrell's clients something similar. Yeah. Some people, they, they come in and they don't want to have to fully extend their arms. They're like, I know it's right, but I'd rather just have fun and have a workout. Like, I'm more about training than, than the boxing. So, like, don't, like, everyone has a style and members have a style. So, there's like 20 odd trainers here. No one's ever short for clients because everyone's style, like, people gravitate towards. So, you know, um, 
whenever when I'm hitting mitts, and I always say it to whoever I'm in, like, steady combinations for days. I'm like, said yeah. two punches max for me. I, I hate yeah, combos. I love. I hate. Give long me two, combos. make me move. So my style, if I'm a, a member, I see like Tourette and Seti, and I'm like, how did you remember all those calls? I'm like, like I get too flustered trying to remember all of that, and so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to them as a client. I'll go there like you. Whereas people don't want to throw two shots and get bogged down in the technology, like the, the technical side. So they go to the guys that are like full of workouts. So, <laughs> we're laughing. Laugh at Steve. What do you say? Steve, you're a year, son. <laughs> what was Tony's question? I don't remember Tony's question. Did I answer his question? What was he still it? Still never answered the question. What was his question again? What was, what was he answered question? it. Was, uh, he answered it, but he wasn't yeah. here then. Tony's person, Josh has developed loads as a trainer person over the last year. Right, let's move on, Tony. Go back and watch it. We answered Tony's the question. Tony's living in the past. Living in the past. Uh, that's the last question on Last question? This. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Glenn has a question. Glenn Holmes, six figures. What's the number one factor that makes training fun? That's a good question. What? That's hard. That's a hard question. The number one factor that makes training fun? Yeah. I think... Damn. The number one factor that makes training fun... I think it's, you know, you always, this business, guys, is really hard, okay? It's, it's really hard. It looks like, you know, when you start, for example, when I started, it's like you're training people, doing what you love. It's, you, how can you be mad? You're having a blast doing yeah. what you like. But people don't understand, I didn't understand how physically demanding this job is. Because when I first started here, I was like, um, I was coming from the restaurant business, like I said, so I was on my feet seven, eight hours. So I'm like, oh, I was working the seven, eight hours straight. I can do six hours straight of this. Oh no, oh no, you cannot. <laughs> Not like, if you're a good two trainer. Hours break. Two hours break. If you're like two a, hours. if I was like one of those trainers that like sat down all the time during my sessions, yeah. then yeah, I could probably do six straight. But I'm a hands-on, I'm against sitting down. I'll take, a, I'll take a knee, I'll never sit down, even if my client's doing like abs or something. Yeah. I might sit on the ground in a way where like if my feet are dead, I'll have like one arm down and I'll kind of be playing off that I'm sitting down on the ground because I hate just like, I can't have, I can't be sitting down. Yeah, so because yeah. of that, I'm making Bad it hard on myself. Bad habits to get into. So because of that, I'm on my feet and moving and being, and you can't, like doing six hours straight of privates will destroy you. And if you do that a couple of times a week, You'll be dead, which is what we were doing. Like we're, yeah, we were, yeah. I was doing so much at the beginning that I was literally burning my body out. So once you learn like spacing and stuff like that, then this job is fun. And whenever, yeah. I mean, this job is fun. But then when, whenever you, uh, uh, whenever like I'm down and I'm like tired, I always think to myself, I could be doing something that I fucking hate. I could be sitting at a desk. I could be standing on my feet, serving on people, just being a slave. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm here doing what I love. And if yeah. you just keep that mentality, you, this this job is amazing. And plus, getting getting results, I think, is what, the most yeah, exciting yeah. part for me as a And that comes back to the genuine caring. Yeah, genuine caring. Care really yeah. If you train with a trainer for a year, or if you watch somebody train a person, because there's a lot of trainers out here that have had clients that have been they've been training for years, and their clients look the same, and they're still out of shape, right? Oh no! What happened here? Did I mess it up? And oh, share it. Well, share it. Um, get back on live. Get back on live. Yeah. One of our many, many cameras. We've got another two back. Let's go live again. I don't know how to do this. Oh, up here. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. there we go. Um, and we're back. What I like 
what I think makes the session fun is like you said um, from a client point of view or a trainer point of view is too. from a client point of view uh, like when I think back to when I used to play I used to play like soccer for like long before I ever boxed so you know you have to go you know you have to train you know like it's going to be good in the long run but it's hard doing laps and burpees when you're doing more than your fitness allows you can only get fit by doing more mm. so 